sure the U.S. government is probably saying, do not masturbate. That's how COVID started. <laughs> That's why we got COVID in the first place. Yeah. How do you think COVID got here? It's punishment for masturbating. A man gave it to himself. And then he gave it to his wife. And then everybody got it. Because you know how women are. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Oh, yeah, because we're talking about working remotely. Yeah, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it these days. It's all the craze, right? I was doing <laughs> it as a freelancer. I've been doing it for years, so it's hasn't been that big of an adjustment for me. I have my ergonomic setup, you know what I mean? Like I was ready for it. Yeah. But for a lot of people, aside from and I just have a small space. I don't have my own office. You know, this I am in the corner of a room. Mm-hmm. But having a setup makes a huge difference. No oh, matter yeah. how small it is. Oh, yeah, you have um, to have a dedicated space that you can go there yeah. and just and transition into work mode and yeah. then walk away from it. I would say my space is probably only about five by five, the area that I'm actually using. Okay. And I actually have put down in the corner a a mat that kind of delineates the space for me. And that's all you need. I mean, are you jumping yeah. around? Is everybody like... no. <laughs> what are you doing? Like people are like, oh, I need this whole space for myself. Like, you sit in front of a computer. You just have to have a comfortable chair. You know, you just need it climate controlled, and just have kind of like be a little you know, cut down on the distractions. There yeah, it's like, go. what are you an architect? You need like a draft table or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you can, oh. <laughs> you know, a small desk is fine. Right. Right. All right, but there's some people are not used to this. Like you, you probably could have written this article. Um, Wait, did I write this article? Right. (laughs) So here's 23 essential tips for working remotely. Um, I guess this is different. It's different when you're a freelancer and you're doing your assignment versus you have to interact with a whole team. I Uh, guess. No, sometimes I have had to use Slack um, and things like that, but. And a lot of Zoom. That's mm-hmm. mostly what I've been using. But nothing as sophisticated as what people are doing if they're working with large teams. Yeah. Right. Across, you know, in a, in a big company. Yeah. Um, so so some people are having a hard time, especially working, being fully remote with a whole team and assisting clients and doing things like that. It's, it's, it, it takes some adjustment. Um, yeah. How do, you, how do you woo a new client now? Yeah. Without right. the face-to-face piece. Right. You have to be a really gifted talker, but then you can't talk too much. Yeah. Because you can't you can't, yeah, people. because everyone's really aware of how much time they're spending with you now, right? Because there's a shot clock, right? Yeah. On Zoom or wherever you are. It's like, oh, I've got to be talking to this asshole for 45 minutes. I don't want to give them my business, you know? Yeah. And you miss out like that human interaction where a person can size you up a little bit. And if you have that kind of that gift of being really personable yeah. in person. <laughs> yeah, but you, if you are a hot mess in person or you're hard on the eyes, this Zoom might be working for you. Yeah, exactly. Or if you have, you don't even have to be a hot mess. If you are different than the person that you're dealing with or they're not used to dealing with someone like you, mm-hmm. Zoom might help you. Yeah, exactly. You know? So here's some tips. If you're finding any difficulty working at home, um, first of all, it says they say cut yourself some slack because it can be a big transition, and you may feel a combination of lonely, isolated, stressed, frustrated, anxious, unmotivated, um, or you might feel relieved, relaxed, energized, or productive. Okay. So all of it is normal, and just take some time to transition and get used to it. So just take it easy on yourself. Don't get. I hope I hope stressed. people aren't giving themselves a hard time for not immediately. Uh, adjusting to like a transition. I think you know some I mean? people are because it's it's like people who, especially in certain jobs where it's fast paced, you you you're, you have to perform, and so if you're feeling anxious and stressed and you still have to perform, it's it's hard. 
Yeah, because um, that's that stress makes it even harder. Yeah. You know, they say take scheduled breaks, try setting an alarm to get up and stretch every hour or so. Um, if you have a standing desk, a desk, that's good. <laughs> yeah, la di da for you, buddy. If you have a standing <laughs> desk at home, woo! I say, uh, walk around <laughs> or the treadmill desk. Why don't you just put your. <laughs> You know what? Screw that person. I don't care about their transition. If they have a treadmill desk at home. They can go squat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walk around your home while chatting on the phone with a friend. Move to a separate area away from your email where you eat lunch for 30 minutes. Yeah. Don't eat at your desk because it's actually your desk, people. Yeah. You know, I still do that. (laughs) You eat at your desk? I still do. I try not to. I'm at home and I'm eating at my desk. I'll do it if I'm watching something or reading something as as a break. But when I'm working, I can't. And you know why? This is how you can stop yourself. Think about the cost of your computer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't even need to finish that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, they they're telling you, hey, when the weather's nice, uh, take conference calls while taking a walk outside. Nope. Eh. Not here. Not in the city. No, it's just going to be fire trucks, um, ambulances, wind, assholes. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's going to make it harder for everyone else to hear you. So they're going to be irritated with you when you're in your mm-hmm. nice little walk. When you're out there yelling about facts and figures and how <laughs> this quarter's take. And they're just trying to enjoy, you know, getting yeah. down the sidewalk. Right, right. Um, protect your time. Many managers um, have concerns concerns about their employees working from home um so because remote workers really are just doing laundry and binging netflix um that's what the perception was this is pre-covid it's just like your work from home days were so like they were like gold you know Um, it's just so bizarre again this is the we talked about this before that plantation mentality if the work is getting done, who cares if your person is wearing board shorts and, you know, surfing the internet from home on their day off? If the work is getting done, if, if the work isn't getting done, then you can have a conversation with them. Yeah. But you, I think most people that, most people that I know that only have, that are doing, that were doing the part-time work from home, like maybe one day a week, they were productive yeah. during that day. More productive than, you know, sometimes in the office. Yeah. And then in terms of getting their personal work done. Yeah, for sure. And basically, even when you used to have just that one day working from home, in our experience, um, the opposite is true. People work more from home because it's mm-hmm. harder to leave work. Um, There's no distractions. Well, they are, don't have to get, uh, they don't have to commute. There's no commute. You get those two hours back every day. I would say there's no, well, I would say there's no distractions before because most people who are working at home, their children were going to school. I'm assuming yeah, a lot of them. Now yeah. you don't have that. So there is, there is distraction in the home. The partner might be there. Other members of the household might be there. Right. Um, so it's people actually now are working more hours cause they're at home and it's like stressful. It's like, I got to get my work done. So that's America though. I bet you in Europe, they're like, Psh. I yeah. work from home day. I go right to the spa. Yeah. Alonzi knew, my friend. Alonzi knew. <laughs> Sorry, that was a stereotypical French person. <laughs> it was great. With a um, really, with like a New Orleans accent. <laughs> kind of a laissez-laissez, bon ton roulet situation. <laughs> <laughs> like not very French at all. I apologize oh. to anyone, any Francophones out there. Um, the France. Let's see, protect your workspace. Um, talk to your family members or roommates about the hours you're working from home and ground rules during those hours. I say set up, set up booby traps, <laughs> a sharpened, a sharpened pencil at the right angle. Right. Or what do they have? You know, those, um, those spikes that come up so the cars can't drive through the toll. Is it cow traps or something like that? They're like. It's like you can't speed through the the toll, like in a parking garage or something. Way. You can only go yeah. one way. You can put those up all around you. I always, that was one of the things when I started driving as a young person that I was terrified and offended because I was like, there's going to be a situation where a young Jaquetta Satmari is going to need to back up 
I yeah. dropped something or I don't know, something in the eighties comic film happens. happens. Yeah. And I got to go back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pop. And now I can't pop. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like an asshole because I can't, there's no lie to come up with that. Yeah. It was me. I rolled backwards Did I know the spikes were there. Yeah. I see them every day. Yeah. But Sorry. I, it's, it put, yeah. Put spikes all around your work area. But, yes. but also like those things you'd see in the Vietnam films, like a tripwire. Yeah. <laughs> or like a small, a small, like the snaps go off or something. Yeah. Or yeah. Right. That'll, that'll teach them all around you. Yeah. Stay away. Yep. Um, you know what I'm, you know, it's funny. It's like some people forget to mute themselves during zoom calls. Boy, do they ever. <laughs> Boy, do they ever. I'm always afraid I'm going to forget to mute myself and people are going to hear what I really think. Yeah. I do it. I test. I put it on mute. And I'm like, can, can everybody hear me? Can everyone hear me? And then nobody says anything. I'm like, oh. like I'm just going to go on a microphone check, check, microphone check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, assume that anything can interrupt you, will interrupt you, like a UPS delivery during a critical negotiation or a dog barking in the background of a client video chat, be as proactive as you can about avoiding these situations. I found so far that people are thrilled if a pet gets into the, into the, the camera. Pretty much. It's, so. a, yeah. it's a second, it's a moment of relief. Like I had once I picked my, I had to pick my dog up and just quickly I moved her from one side to another, but for a second, her face came on and everyone was happy. Too bad that wasn't a job interview. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the dog, even kids, they come by and they yeah. go, hi. And if they're like, if they come in and they go, hi, everybody. And then they take yep. off because they don't want to sit there either. So they'll leave. Yeah. But they, I think I love it when the kid is polite. I've seen this a couple of times. They're passing in the background. They're just like, hello. Yeah. You know, they're just being polite right there they know that there are people there right. they wouldn't not say something um the spouses uh, and partners are funny too I've, i was on a zoom call with someone and their spouse came into the background and they saw the look on my face i'd never seen their spouse before okay and i didn't know that there was anyone in the house with them so they saw a look of horror on my face they immediately looked behind then all of a sudden i see the spouse just trying to back out of frame yeah <laughs> like he, he realized he was on camera and he was just like oh. froze. Yeah. <laughs> and then just backed out. Yeah, that's the thing. You're walking into other people's shots and you, yes. sometimes you don't realize it. And then you may not be dressed appropriately. Yes. Or you, you ruin the illusion of whatever atmosphere the person is trying to create with theirs. You know, they set it up nicely. Yeah. And here you come and like, a you know, in a sweatshirt that just says college on it. Yeah. <laughs> or you wear like a a Baja pullover with like a hood and a pocket in the front and it's ruined or or your camera is set up so like you know the, the door to the bathroom is in in the shot yes. and somebody comes out like oh the paper yeah like waving at the air like ah yeesh don't the go incense. in there oh yeah on the oh hey guys <laughs> Yeah. Um, the next one is they say, turn on a white noise or machine or app to help reduce noise distractions. I, yes. I noise. All, always have a white noise machine on. I've had a white noise machine on in my office area since like 2007. Yeah. I can't live without it. Yeah. It's good. I like white noise, except sometimes yeah. it can get scary. Um, you know what you can, it happens. There's like different stories. You can Google these that, um, your mind will sometimes try to make sense of the noise that you're hearing. Yeah. So that's happened in, to me before, sadly, overactive imagination. Right. It'll put in words or phrases. Yeah. So it sounds like somebody's whispering. Nobody needs that. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. I'm sure the people that make the white noise machines are like, we know, we know it sounds like your mother said she was coming to kill you, but that's not the case. <laughs> She other people be. they've said it was uh, yeah other people have said the same thing look i i don't know your life <laughs> yeah maybe you should see someone work on that yeah um this is pay attention to ergonomics um get use the most comfortable chair with back support get yep. consider 
a hands-free headset. Consider a okay. I mean, headset. When was this article written? The hands-free headset. Like, I'm the last person to jump on the the earbuds, and I assume that every everyone has them at this point. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming that people who, like, you know, don't have stable finances have them. Yeah. If I have them. Because I'm the last. Um, I think that's a big, like, if you're going to be on the phone a lot, yeah, get the, get an earbud. And they don't have to be expensive. Yeah, I think just pop them into your phone. It's fine. Yeah. Um, or pop them in your ears. You could do that, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> communication. Okay. They- don't do it. <laughs> They actually say over-communicate. What does that mean? It's more important when working remotely. If you question whether your colleagues will want to know something, share it. So that means, like, you know... You'd be like, did you hear what I said? Did you hear... (laughs) No, no, just don't assume that your colleagues know everything that's going on. Because, like, when you're in the office, a lot of information is overheard, you know, because we're in an off... You know, you're open office plan, you're in meetings and stuff. And you're eavesdropping. Yeah. And so if <laughs> if you hear something, you know, you might want to, <laughs> this sounds bad, you want to repeat it in a meeting. <laughs> what? If you're not- okay, let's be clear. Okay, this is not Katie's suggestion. This is from the list. <laughs> if you hear something, so you have to say something like, so what I'm hearing is that I should, when I hear something, I should repeat it. No. <laughs> Right? No, no, actually. Okay. I'm cut. See, this is where I'm going to, I should communicate a little better, not even over communicate. Um, this is a practice. No, if I have three points of information about a project that we're working on and okay. we're only discussing one, be like, do you know that there's these two other points that are part of this project? No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, but now, the, now you are because I'm over communicating. That just sounds like communicating. Yeah. And my my over communicating is that kind of pedantic, you know, you're just trying to mesmerize people <laughs> with it. I think so that is, they can't stop thinking about whatever it is that you say, you know. Oh yeah, I think that this was a poor point. I don't think that this was written. Well, they definitely well. communicated it poorly. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> um, know your employer's remote work policies. HR mm-hmm. is probably scrambled to get a, a handbook together. Um, probably a video. No boobs. <laughs> no cleavage of any kind. Butt, chest, toe, nothing. Arm. <laughs> crook of arm. <laughs> back of knee, nothing. I don't yeah. want to see a fold. We have a no fold policy. Yeah. No folds. So they probably have their expectations and tips and things. Um, Everything should be dry in a video. <laughs> That's all. Just adhere to that. Things should be dry. Yeah. Everything should be dry. Powdery. Yes. Um, managers, tell your team how they can reach you. <laughs> Has that ever been an issue? How, you yeah. know, how you want them to communicate with you. Um, you know. I want it in the form of a cheer. <laughs> like I want things spelled out. Like be aggressive, be aggressive, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then tell your team where they can reach you. Everybody, how can we all reach <laughs> each other? <laughs> on the phone. Uh, what? No, because okay. send weekly or, or updates on, you know, you, you want to. Um, some people have different feelings about like the different mediums. Because there's things like the instant messaging, there's email, there's um, video calls, there are conference calls that you can schedule or you can call somebody directly. Some people don't like it when you call them directly. They're like, no, you have to throw the meeting on the calendar and then we'll talk over the conference call. I Um, mean, the one time I had to manage people outside of an academic, obviously as a teacher, I've had to manage students, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've managed projects and things like that. But the one time I had to manage people, my rule was everything that you want to bring up in the meeting has to fit on a post-it note. Oh, really? Yes. And you can give me the post-it note. <laughs> and then not go to the meeting. 
No, that was the, like, I would get the post-it notes and I'd make the agenda based on that. And the meeting ended at 25 minutes, no matter what. Wow. That's good. I was told I gave great meeting. Good for you. That's a good point. That's uh, everyone. Yeah. Cause you, there was something about the post-it note that just made people distill what they were trying to say. This is it. One-sided square. Yeah. Three inches square. That's it. Yeah. If you, if you write on the back, no one's going to see it. That's it's sticking on something, you know? Yeah. Um, clarify expectations for your team. Like okay. this is good. Like, Hey, what are, because everybody's working at home. They have different situations. Spout. I want everybody busting chops 24 <laughs> seven. That's my, that's my motto. Chops. Are your chops busted? Cause if they're not, you're not working hard enough. Yeah. Will everyone be working the same hours? Will, you know, what about the projects? What's going on? You know, things are unclear. <laughs> you people are asking too many questions. Um, going back to the post-it note people do have to um, update each other on their projects a little more and be proactive with that That because you're not in the same office that's something that happens well yeah but do, do people I'm assuming people have there's probably an entire industry of like software behind that kind of stuff like you know tracking projects I've done tracking projects for myself in small teams I've never done it for a large team though yeah that seems like it would be a pain in the ass, right? Yeah, one of my goals in life is never to have to work in a large team unless it's an athletic team. <laughs> that it's okay. okay. All right. You know. <laughs> and, and what were you doing with this athletic? Be doing with this athletic team? Um, yeah, comedy, writing. I don't know. You know, for the things that athletic teams always need. Yeah. Okay. Paintings. Um, Resolve things with a phone call. If you feel like some miscommunication is happening because emails and instant. Oh, no. And all that, so yeah, you got to pick up. If someone phone. says we need to hop on the phone, it's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like, what happened? Man, we were slack. We were DMing. You know. Yeah. Um, hey. Zoom. I know. Well, And now he's FaceTime. <laughs> calling. Oh. Yeah. Um, promptly return emails, calls, and voicemails. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I, that's the one thing, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Tim Ferriss. And if I ever met him, I would, we'd probably come to blows immediately. But I do like his idea of checking, like setting up time to check your email and voicemail and that's it. Yeah. And batch that. Just be like. I'm and, but also let people know, like, this is, you know, I, I check email three times a day. Right. Mm -hmm. I check it in the morning. I check it at this time and I check it in that. Like I'm it's email, I think is one of the worst yeah. actually. I'd rather do Slack or instant messaging of any kind than email. It just, I feel like it's a, it's a time suck because there's a form, there's a formality to it that you can skip past that with a lot of other applications. Yeah, that's true. Um, keep up more casual communication habits. I've gotten into emojis. I'm sure if I go back and listen to this podcast years ago, I was probably like, man, screw an emoji. What kind of fool? <laughs> but now the fact that they have one that looks like someone shrugging their shoulders and I made it, it's a black, you know, you can make it skin tone. Mm -hmm. And there's another one of a woman slapping her hand to her face. These emojis, I'm like, you just saved me like five minutes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like, I think I sent you one that was like, oh man, it was like a brain and then an explosion. Yeah, you know I'm what that like, means. Yeah, you shared an aneurysm. Again. Again, this is going on. Actually, yeah. it was like, I was like, wow, this is pretty intense. Okay. <laughs> it's all kinds of stuff going on. Oh, this one is interesting. Dress and groom professionally. From the waist up. And, you know, don't make it a habit of joining conference calls in bed in your pajamas. Please don't. And that, if, you, it's a if video. you are, but if you are going to do that, so Zoom has three back like three or four different backgrounds you can use i use aurora borealis people love it they're always it's like a live uh it looks like a live image of the northern lights and everyone's always like wow where'd you get that from i'm like it's an option in zoom obviously like you can put the universe behind you you know yeah but the thing is like i don't know 
Um, you can put a picture behind you. I, I, I'm not, if, if you have, the, if the video is not going, if it's just an audio call, then I say sit wherever you want. Sure. Um, but if you're doing video and you don't have a, like some people don't have a place that they want it, that they feel good about showing. Yeah. Or it's no one's business where they are. Yeah. Or you might not be able to hook it up in such a way that people can't see the things in your apartment. So, but Zoom has free backgrounds. Yeah. So you can do that. Why don't people do that if they're in bed? They're not moving. Yeah. But then your hair is like splayed out across the aurora borealis, if that's the background. No, mine is worse because I have, as an afro, it just makes mine like a weird shape. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it disappears, which I think is fantastic. Deal with that. Then they they cite here that there was a woman... um, Muriel um, Seibert, the first woman to hold a seat on the New York Stock Stock Exchange, when she worked from home in the beginning of her career, she used to put on pantyhose every day to feel more professional. How do you feel about that? Like dressing a certain way to make you feel a certain way at home? Um, I support that. My certain way is I always, even right now, because we're working, I'm wearing shoes and I'm wearing a belt with my jeans. For me, if I'm if I'm wearing a belt. And shoes, I feel like I'm working. Okay. But my career trajectory has, you know, led me to, jeans for me is working. Like, even if I'm going to meet a client, let's say, I can get away with a really nice pair of dark designer jeans and, uh, you know, a button down and a jacket. Okay. Because that's that's the industry that I work in. Um, I don't, I would not be sitting here doing this right now in flip-flops. I would not be sitting here in sweatpants or yoga clothing. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I feel like if I'm not, if it's stretchy, if everything is stretchy and I'm not wearing a belt, I'm not working. Okay. But I'm not going to put on pantyhose ever anyway. Yeah. No, who does that? I don't know if, if it's like, if I have to put on pantyhose, there's going to be a fight yeah. somewhere. <laughs> like somebody, somebody is going to get, you know, someone's going to be unhappy after I get those on. Um, they just remind me of yeast infections in yeah. church. Church, mostly. Church, yeah, where they got baggy around the ankles because they didn't fit. Yeah, because they were shitty pantyhose. For for me as a, a black woman, they they weren't making them for us yet. Right. I was wearing your color pantyhose, suntan. A suntan. Which is too dark for you, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, yeah, it. it's too dark for you. Yeah, like with us, it was like you only got a suntan from the waist down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the rest of you was pale. And for those of you who haven't seen Katie, she's, you know, she's not suntan. I'm not a suntan person. And it would be odd for me to see from the knee down, like a completely different complexion for you. Yeah, well, I rocked and, it. <laughs> imagine I was rocking it too. We both were looking ridiculous. Yeah. With, with, with legs that didn't look like they belonged to the rest of us. <laughs> The um, only ones you could get that were dark colored were like, you know, what we would have referred to as like streetwalker. Right? They were the the ones that they weren't stretchy. They were real. They were like hosiery. And sometimes there was a line up the back. Oh, yeah. But they were black. And I'm like, why do I have to wear these? <laughs> like they had the steam up the back. Those are sexy. Mm-hmm. I, did, I bought one pair once and I've never seen a pair of pantyhose run so fast. Yeah. I didn't even get it on before it ran. Well, they're um, that's how it is. They're not necessarily so yeah, I, the water I say stocking dress. You know, if you want to dress up at home, that's great. But like, don't wear pantyhose. Yeah, I say wear the sweats though. Who cares? If if you're comfortable, yeah. I just you know I how I feel about sweats in general. Right. And I'm not a fan. Yes. Well, what do you have now that we've exhausted this working at home and what we're doing? Oh, I enjoyed that. You're listening to Hey, You Know It with Jaquetta Santmari and Katie Kazmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. Kind of some Tales from Dirt Campfire. Ooh. Um, Tales from Dirt Campfire is a segment where we find tales on the internet of the paranormal spooky stories ghost stories folklore fake lore and we retell those stories here around the digital campfire yeah scary stuff so gather around listeners 
So this is kind of adjacent to that. It's um, I'm continuing in year 11 of big footage. Okay. Talking about Bigfoot. And we always talk about BFRO, which is the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. <laughs> but there are other <laughs> there are other groups out there. Um, like for example, the Sasquatch Research Association and the Bigfoot Research Center that <laughs> occupy that space. <laughs> So just laughing at Bifro still. I'll never stop. I just wanted to let people know that Bifro was founded in 1995. It is the <laughs> oldest and largest organization of its kind, right? Um, community of scientists, journalists, specialists from what they claim are diverse backgrounds, and they do you know field and laboratory investigations on Bigfoot. Yeah, right. Looking into the Bigfoot phenomenon. They say, and according to their website, that they are the most credible and respected investigative network. Well, mm-hmm. well, it's involved in the study. I don't expect anything less from Bifro. Yeah, they they study the species in ways that will not harm them. Right, they're not hunting them. Right, and they are constantly improving the size and scope of their expertise about Bigfoot. Um, they want to resolve the mystery around Bigfoot. That's what they they have merchandise. Much like Franzia, mm-hmm. the box wine. Yeah. They have lids. You can buy hats. Um, beanies. And also some Bifro sweatshirts. But we always report on them. So I was like, what else is out here? Sasquatch Research Organization. These people, I have never seen more comprehensive information on an animal that no one's ever seen. Yes, right. <laughs> I mean... They are a Sasquatch organization, they say. They don't use the word Bigfoot. They say to humans, how would you like to be called puny arms? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they are. Yeah, it's kind of like a mean, a a mean, like, you know, high school thing to do. Start, yeah, or, you know, playground thing. Picking out um, somebody's features. They they say the Sasquatch exhibits both human and ape like traits. So, um, they don't they don't use fire like an ape. They have very limited use of tools. They don't have a sclera, so they don't have the white of the eyes. I didn't know that. Oh, what? They don't have the sclera. There's <gasps> no the entire eye is black. I never thought of that. And that's what's interesting. I think in the the um, portrayals, I was about to say the betrayals, the betrayal Sasquatch tonight <laughs> on Lifetime. Um, and the portrayals of these animals, I think that's what makes them appear different is that they don't have the white of the eye. Okay. So that can, that is a, that's a big distinction. We have to get a good picture yeah, of a, a Bigfoot with the and, eyes. We've only been talking about Sasquatch Research uh, Association, the SRA, for a few minutes, and we've already learned more than we have from Bifro. <laughs> I might be done with Bifro. They also have human-like traits, bipedalism, possible language. Well, every uh, listen, I say every every species has their own language. So I would hope so. Yeah, whatever it is, just because it's not <laughs> the same as humans doesn't mean it's not a language. So yeah. I, I, I take offense. They say, they're saying that as Sasquatch has this uh, language mimicry and then possible, possibly they have an advanced social structure and they, they go on to talk about their stalking behavior, right? That they stalk people, um, not in an evil way, but like they, you know, they follow people or animals mm-hmm. that they throw things. There's a history of them throwing things, oh, sticks, <laughs> sticks, <laughs> rocks. And other things. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names mm-hmm. will never hurt me. Oh, oh, do they? Yeah. Do they really so, not hurt you, Bigfoot? They said the Sasquatch. And stones. <laughs> the Sasquatch throw things to intimidate out of curiosity. And they're kind of, I guess, the way that you would throw something into someone's hair when you're in elementary school. Yeah. But also, I mean, people are calling them Bigfoot. they're offended yeah also um they might be hunting although that doesn't seem to be credible Hmm. 
Um, they're, they say that they have, uh, they're very fast, that the SRA knows of at least one reliable report where a Sasquatch ran alongside a car at 35 miles per hour, didn't break a sweat, wasn't out of breath. Oof. Vocalizations, they hoop, they howl, they scream, they also clack, they growl, they whistle, they chatter. You know, well, they're... Um, they can mimic other other species, including humans. So you're in the woods and you think you hear another person. Could be Sasquatch. Oh, like in the way a parrot will mimic vocal mm-hmm. patterns? They can do that too? Yep. Or do yep. they have a it's... grasp of the language and they can speak? No, they're just mimicking. Oh, that's really creepy. So it's like if you call it like, hey, is there a Sasquatch? And the second lady, you go like, hey, is there a Sasquatch? It's It's a Sasquatch. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> But it doesn't know what it says. Yeah. You know? It also says that they gift. They they Oh, don't let this like get out into the general public that they can they can um they're capable of echo mimicry like that because um people will start trying to keep them as pets at home. I have to a say things that this information might be safe. <laughs> they also said that they gift. So if you leave out food for a Sasquatch, apparently they'll leave a small item um, in return, like a rock, a nice looking rock, a stick, a flower, a bone, which is, please don't. Well, it's something. I don't want, I'm leaving out like milk and cookies and you're leaving a foot. It's a thought that counts, Jaquetta. There's even one report of a small kitten. Oh, alive? Left in place. Yes, alive, left in place after the food. Well, that's They say, obviously... Obviously, this is not something a bear or any other animal would do. That would be like a good 80s movie, you know, an 80s like romance <laughs> where he yes. quit with Corning and he left the and left the kitten with a bow and she bakes him a cake or a pie and so, leaves it out. And he's like, <laughs> does he leave her a car eventually with a bow on it? Yeah. Starts out with a kitten. How cute, right? And then in, in Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel plays in the background. <laughs> yes. He's just holding up a log <laughs> and tapping out the song on it. <laughs> so this, I was speaking of bears. When Greg and I were in Massachusetts last week, we were driving and a bear ran out in front of oh, us. Oh, really? It was beautiful and small for like, you know... <laughs> Like this, like the size of a, like someone like my size crouched over. It wasn't gigantic. It's it was the shiniest fur I'd ever seen. We stopped the car because we didn't know what to do, and we weren't like at first. I was like, "Son of a," you know, when you see something and you, this wasn't like a Jersey bear. This was like an honest to goodness country bear. Ah, oh, all right, thank God. I'm it didn't bear. look rough. It hadn't been down the shore. It, like it was so pretty. And, and then it just, fr- and it went off across the road. Mm-hmm. We look, got out of our car and looked. It was frolicking. Oh. It was so nice to see. But there were some people who were walking down the road. And I said, Greg, let's ask them if they want to ride a little bit. Because, you know, yeah. like, I didn't know how they felt about it. Well, first of all, the bear was frolicking because he was like, I love COVID so much. People are, yeah. are gone. And then, People are gone. Um. Yeah, but if it was a small bear, was it a cub? No, 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 not a cub. I'm just saying it was it was a full grown. It looked like an adult bear, but it wasn't like I'm used to seeing things on television and then, you know, like a grizzly bear or a polar bear. It wasn't that big. So it was like the size of a large dog. All right. I'm intrigued. What happened to with the couple? Did you ask them if they wanted a ride during COVID? Yeah, we asked them if they wanted a ride. And they were like, no, no, we're fine. We only have like, you know, we're just walking right up there. Okay. Um, And they were, you know, like young, nice, young, hippie kind of people. And they were really excited too. It was just, my point is, is that it's breathtaking to see these animals. They're so beautiful. Yeah. Um, they want nothing to do with us. And it just, I, I don't understand why people have beef with them, you know, like it was minding its own business, but I swear to you, I've never seen fur so shiny in my life. And it did not incentivize me to want to have it on a rug or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I need- I'm like, it looks good on him. Boy, would I love to take that 
off that creature and, yeah. and have it on me. He just, I, the, he looked so happy, like to see a bear like that frolicking. It was like playing and, you know, jumping over trees and stuff. And it just went through someone's backyard and then it was gone. Oh. Um, in any case, but back to Bigfoot. So they say that these Bigfoot, all Sasquatch, pardon, they mean to offend. They <laughs> make arches with the trees, like limbs of trees. And they have pictures of that. They make gates and they make X's also. That's or trees fall. Kind of romantic. Like, like yeah. an archway. That's beautiful. Um, so yeah, this is all information. I'm just saying for those of you who are interested in Sasquatch, um, don't just rely on Bifro. <laughs> it's many more. You have certain. other uh, <laughs> you have other options. You have the SRA. You have the Bigfoot Research Center, and it goes on from there. Okay. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yes. you for that. Yes. For the awareness. All right, what do you have? Well, I have something. This is this is like a public service announcement almost. Um, okay. And mine wasn't. I mean, <laughs> I'm already getting thank yous. <laughs> oh, yeah, flooding in. Um, yeah. Small gifts. This is about sex. Okay. Get ready. This candidate top doctor advises while uh, wear a mask while having sex and avoid kissing new people. Um, <laughs> That's from Canada? Yeah. It says it, it, sex in a pandemic can be complicated. Um, it's best to skip kissing and perhaps wear a mask to prevent spreading COVID-19. So I read that as like, don't kiss anyone. Just jump right in the sack with your mask. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's like, I didn't know that it was, you know, transmitted with fluids like, you know, vaginal or secretions from a penis. So it might be all right. Yeah. Um, sexual health is an important part of our overall health. However, sex- this is Canada yeah. and America. They're like, who sex run. Pray. Um, <laughs> oh, Sex can be complicated in a time of COVID, um, the statement says, with risks increasing for partners engaging with people outside their household. Let's, that was poorly written. Canada. So poorly written. Um, I think they mean you're not already in a relationship with a consenting adult. I would hope so. (laughs) The lowest risk sexual activity during COVID-19 involves yourself alone, the doctor advises. Dr. Teresa Tam. Um, but for Canada, Canada says beat off. Yeah. But even then, you need to, like, wash your hands. Yes. You need to wash your hands anyway. Yes. I know. But this is something that's... <laughs> you think they left... You're saying they left that piece of information. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, for if you choose to engage in a, an in-person sexual encounter encounter outside your bubble, um, there's a number of steps to reduce risk, including avoiding face-to-face contact or closeness. Uh, yep. Okay. A trusting relationship should first be established, and partners should also consider using a mask that covers the nose and mouth. Um, current evidence: when when you're having sex, okay, wear a mask. And try to keep wow, it. yeah. If it's outside is- your your, if you're not already in a relationship, and this is a new person, wear a mask. Current evidence indicates there's a very low likelihood of contracting the coronavirus through semen or vaginal fluids. However, even if the people involved do not have symptoms, sexual activity with new partners does increase your risk of getting or passing it through close contact or kissing. Um, and they say, you know, if you, sex should be avoided if either person has symptoms. If, you know, kidding. Even if of anything, yeah. If it's like their allergies, <laughs> my allergies are acting up. Sure, yes. your allergies. If the person is running a fever, you know what? You can wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> limit your use of alcohol and other substances so you and your partner can make safe decisions. Okay. Um, None of these things are going to happen. We know that people have a very difficult time, and rightly so controlling their sexual urges i mean if we did if we could none of us would be here probably yeah right <laughs> there'd be no people yeah like a no people planet um, yeah 
use and then they go on to say come on and use condoms yeah practice safe sex know the sti status of oneself and their partner okay yeah co- this is not a covid that's thing. not a that's covid thing like, but she's just throwing it out there yeah yeah like wash your hands might as well you know throw it drink in eight glasses of water a day <laughs> be kind do one to others yeah you can enjoy physical intimacy while safeguarding the progress we've made please please so I thought this was going to go, and I don't know if you read this article, but the Canadian government about a month ago, or maybe, no, it was during the summer, so a couple months ago, was suggesting that the safest sex you could have right now was using a glory hole. Wow. And this was official. This came out, I think, like Manitoba. Okay. <laughs> and some Canadian that I know told me this, and they were like, man, you know shit is rough when the Canadian government is advocating the use of a glory hole. Wow. But apparently it's a safe way to have, you know, somewhat anonymous free sex. Well, you can also, if if you know the other person, you could be like, get on the other side over there. Well, no, no, they're saying that you should probably know them. Like, they're not just saying go <laughs> and stick yourself up to this a glory hole. <laughs> I think I thought that's what they were saying. Like, yeah, why not? I, 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 yeah, maybe. Who knows? You know, it's Canada. They have a different. It's a different culture, right? I'm not judging. They have a different metric for what's acceptable mm-hmm. and what's not acceptable, and they seem to be a little more realistic. Because I don't even think the U.S. government can say "glory hole" without giggling. Yeah, <laughs> or having to go and do like 80 hail marys. Yeah, right. how dare you? I yeah. dare you say that where my children could hear us talking about this. And there, I'm sure the U.S. government is probably saying, do not masturbate. That's how COVID started. <laughs> That's why we got COVID in the first place. Yeah, how do you think COVID got here? It's punishment for masturbating. A man gave it to himself. And then he gave it to his wife. And then everybody got it because you know how women are. <laughs> <laughs> I got some bad news. No peeps. For Halloween or Christmas. What? Yeah. No peeps. You know the marshmallow candies? Oh, my God. Gluten-free, fat-free. There, what's going on? What happened? Um, it's called Just Born Quality Confections. That's the company that makes peeps. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I thought the company was called Peeps. That's what I thought, too. They. Yeah, they say their holiday-themed marshmallow treats will not be Halloween in your Halloween basket this year. And they won't be in stores for Christmas either. Halloween Peeps was a shape like pumpkins, ghosts, and monsters. And Christmas Peeps Mm -hmm. will not return until 2021. You're not getting the Valentine's Day Peep next year either, so forget that. What happened to the Peep? What? what... Bedevilment infected our Peep factory. It's a Pennsylvania-based company, which, by the way, all the best American candy is made in Pennsylvania. Yeah. All of it. The peanut chew, it goes on from there. Old time, so except that your great aunt had in her purse. That's what Equetta calls the greatest candy. That's the good, the Mary Jane. If you need a a filling removed. A Mary Jane is here. The Mary Jane. The circus peanuts. The circus peanuts. (laughs) Worse. Um, Ew, those weird fruit ones with the chewy center. No, I don't go that way. <laughs> I draw the line. I draw the line. I don't. Eat, I don't even eat the peanut. My mommy eats, eats those. The weird. It's like they come in three pastel colors that make no sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's like a purple peanut, like a like a peach colored one, and a pink one or whatever. So this company, um, in April, they suspended production. Because of health and safety, they didn't think that they could safeguard all of their employees' health during the coronavirus pandemic. So they had a limited production. And in the meantime, they've been retrofitting their factories to make sure that their employees can be safe. Well, that's actually reasonable. You know, that's Mm -hmm. like somebody caring about the uh, their employees over profit. But that tells you, so these companies are, I mean, they're fairly old. I mean, look what they're making, right? It's not exactly Tesla. Yeah. But it, it's a testament to how 
difficult it is to really safeguard your employees. So this is a factory that's been running for a long time. And they're like, no, we have to stop if we want it to be safe for our employees. Right. So as a result, they decided that they're going to forego production of Halloween, Christmas, and Valentine's Day so they can retrofit and they're going to be able to meet what they think is going to be an overwhelming demand for peeps in the Easter season. That's right. Because people, as well as their everyday candies, people will not have had their, will be, um, gosh, there'll be a pent up demand for peeps. Mm-hmm. So these guys make Mike and Ike, peeps, hot tamales, the peanut chew, and then they also make uh, jelly beans. So all of those are going to be shelved on the production line. No. Well, they're doing, um, it seems like they're pausing anything that was just seasonal. Oh. So the peanut chew is still in play. <laughs> Go forward with the chews. The, yeah. Can you imagine the board meeting? <laughs> we over here in the, pe- <laughs> the peanut chew section. Um. So yeah, Mike and Ike's, which I, you know, whatever. Peeps. Everyone loves peeps. Hot tamales. I've never had one. Yeah, they're just like a cinnamon cinnamon. It says there were... The, so the hot tamale is from, it was born in 1950. Peanut chews are almost a century old. God, the worst candy that you... You love them. I do. I And I'm, I'm sad that people don't like them because I don't want them to stop being produced. But I love a peep. Yeah. They're fun. All right. Well, so yeah, no peeps, people. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta wait till Easter. Wait till that spring. Yeah. And I hope in Easter that you know they're able to meet the demand. <laughs> right? They're all right. Everyone get your stock in peeps. Mm-hmm. Cause get your peeps. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.